up your wine. It's time for Rosé All Day and Julie's a Mess, where we talk about current events and living in an intersex life. And now, here's Julie. Everybody, welcome to Rose All Day. Julie's a mess. This is the 18th episode or installment. For those of you that have hung on by listening to us on Spotify and Apple iTunes, and for those of you that have joined the YouTube channel to support me in my endeavors, much love and thank you for joining us for another episode. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. I got my breast done on Monday. Woo! And they, I could, I could pan the camera down. They are, um, they're, I can't turn side. I, I mean, they hurt guys. They hurt, but here they are. I mean, they're in that spectacular doctor bra that you see Dr. Debro putting on people. He was not my doctor, but oh my God, they feel so tight. I can't wait to test run them in a bathing suit later on the summer. Because of the meds they gave me for the headlights, my rosé of choice tonight is good old water. Because I would not be able to do this show on wine and the meds that I've been taking. This lovely lady over here (laughs) is my guest this evening. Her name is Lindsay Bradford. Hi. Can never say that last name, Meckle Murray. Um, no, we're all Bradfords over here. We're all Bradfords. <laughs> That's right. So, um, Lindsay, what are you drinking? Fresca. Fresca. See, she went. I went water. She went snobby water. Okay. <laughs> is it okay. snobby water? Yeah, well, it, it is. is. <laughs> snobby water. It, it might as well be Culligan if you live here in Nevada, in Nebraska. Culligan. Uh, and Lindsay, for everybody listening at home uh-huh. or watching, how did we meet? <laughs> okay, we met in middle school. Your dad was our principal, and um, my mother was the director of admissions at our very bougie private school that we went to. And um, you and I used to have to, we would be stuck after school waiting on our parents to get off work and, and usually watching a practice of some sort and checking out the athletes from the balcony of their the boys <laughs> and the girls. Correct. The we just didn't know it back then. Well, I didn't. I and knew it. Yeah, you knew it. I knew you were looking at the boys, but I was looking at the girls. I just didn't realize it until much later in life, but Hashtag facts. Uh, we were watching football <laughs> practice one day and this guy ran by and I thought, oh, he has an ass on him. Like, yum. And I later found out it was my brother. <laughs> oh. You might actually mention that I, just a minute. I have a lot of kids. She has lots of kids. So last year she adopted three two-year-olds. They're all three now. And then she had an older kid from a previous relationship, Avery Grace. So she's got built-in help 
but all four of them together are <laughs> a circus. It's a circus. Yeah, it's a circus. It's a circus. Follow okay, so that's how Lindsay met me. So she met me as Bradford, but then she now knows. And I went to her wedding as Bradford, but now she knows me as Julie. In infamous um, duck pants. I, they were not duck pants. We proved it. <laughs> we proved I, I, it. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm sure. Duck pants. <laughs> I would have rocked those duck pants. It was a duck tie. I'm just curious as what to why I'm not the only person that remembers duck pants. I don't know either because we proved it with pictures that I'm not in duck pants. I know. It was a bumblebee tie. Weird. It was a bumblebee tie. But like, there's a whole community of humans down here who remember duck pants. Uh, well, you know, drinking was a thing. So we have uh, Charlie has joined us. Hi, Charles. And Blair has also joined the chat. For any of you that are watching on YouTube, you can join the chat and chime in and ask questions and be engaged in this production. So normally we talk about current events and I have heard, and I try not to keep them, I try and keep political and religious current events out, you know, I kind of, but um, a man got bit by a great white shark off the coast of San Francisco. That usually happens down here. And then they were saying that there's a prolific amount of great white sharks being born because the habitat has been made cleaner thus because of COVID. So now when you go into oceans like the Pacific or even down in Florida and along the Gulf to be wary of great white sharks. I guess that's why you get a pool. That's why I don't go in the water. It's my favorite movie, Jaws. I would actually go swimming with a great white shark. That's on my bucket list. But um, I don't know. Right. But then there's a guy locally here in in, um, Nebraska that for the Movember movement for prostate cancer, he jumps out of planes naked. No one wants to see that. I mean, he's gorgeous. (laughs) I I might want to see it. I just feel like there would be like some wind effects and some. Oh, yeah. He said it's like a flag. Yeah. He says it goes back and forth like a flag. (laughs) It must still work because he has a daughter. So. Well, there you go. For those of you that want to look him up, his name is Ryan, Ryan, but he spells it with an I. So it's Ryan, R-I-A-N, Knuff. And you can go look at his Instagram or his Facebook. And he likes jumping out of planes, stark ass naked. But he's got a great body. So, I mean, I'd sign up for that all day long. Well, so he I got it for it, I guess. I know. That's definitely a good way to show it off. I wouldn't jump out of a plane naked, especially after getting these. I wouldn't jump out of a plane at all. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it. But I would go swimming with sharks. No, I'm a hard pass on that. You're a hard pass on that, too. I don't even, I, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Oh, Charlie said today there were two great white sharks circling Tybee Beach in Georgia. Oh, gosh. We have one pandemic and all the humans get sick, but the earth heals itself. And now we have great white sharks all over the place. Yeah, but now we can toss the bodies of the people that have fallen from COVID right into the ocean. The sharks will be fed. (laughs) I mean, possibility. Possibility. 
Mm, let's see. Current, another current event. Oh, I don't really talk about politics a lot, but I did see this morning that um, Biden is signing, is trying to pass a law where you can no longer be terminated just because. You know, a lot of states have those, we can fire you for any reason. He's trying to pass a bill out of New York that says you can't do that anymore. That's cool. That's interesting. So is it the same for like government employees? Because they're, you know, like at the will of the governor or at the will of the serve at the pleasure of the president. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Um, and one more current event. I can't really, you know, I try and write them down and be prepared. But this week I was more focused on boob time. So um, you get a pass this time. I get a pass on the last current event. Do you yeah. think of one that you want to talk about? Oh, how did uh, Jocelyn Royal do? She was she finished first alternate. So she so she will be going to the pageant, the big pageant. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, which she also did last year. She was also first alternate. So she's been to the Miss Gay America pageant once already. And she is going again. But her, but her goal is not um, Miss Gay America. Her goal is to be Miss Gay Louisiana. So I think she'll probably try again next year. I think my drag mother from Florida, I think she went to a pageant in Arizona for the Miss Gay America and she placed second. I don't know if that means she's definitely going to Miss Gay America or not. If she is, maybe she'll run into Jocelyn. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jocelyn and Chantel, um, and speaking of beauty pageants all around, Louisiana has just made, or Nevada has just made history because the new Miss Nevada USA is transgender. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I've so they may want to ban us. They may want to ban us all out of our sports. But they don't <laughs> mind us walking across the stage in a bikini. I don't follow pageants as closely as I used to because I don't have that. Um, I don't have to. Anymore. <laughs> you don't have to. I know. My until Avery gets. My sister-in-law used to do pageants. Until Avery gets. Pageant. Until we get Avery involved. No, <laughs> I don't. Or Olivia. Olivia would be a powerhouse. Lord have mercy. Could you imagine her answering the question? Your question is, don't you tell me what my question is. She would. She would say that. She, would. she she told me the other night I fussed at her about something and she said, she looked at me with this very ugly, mean look on her face and said, I am done talking to you. She's three. She's three. How did that work out? It didn't go well in her favor. <laughs> We'll just leave it at that. You know, Jerry would be like, you most certainly are not done talking about <laughs> But it was one of those moments where you're like so caught off guard by it that it's hard not to just be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Children are a mess. They are a mess. <sighs> well, that brings us to the segment of the show called Julie's a Mess. Now, this is where, for everybody that's just joining us for the first time and listening for the first time, thank you. And you can go back and watch other content. But at this part of the juncture, I tell a story from my past. 
Halfway through the story, I will stop and I will say, Lindsay, based on everything you know about me, how do you think this story ended? And then she will finish it to the best of her abilities and will laugh and laugh and laugh about it. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Oh, God, this could go anywhere. So let's see. I really wish at this point in time I had people suggestions that I could pull from because I keep forgetting um, what stories I want to tell. Oh, but here's a really good one. Here's a really good one. My friend Charlie and I were in Long Beach, California, when we had first met and we would go bar hopping. And in one bar we went into, they had a karaoke thing set up and I sang a song and the DJ walked up to me afterwards and he was like, too bad you weren't here last week. You would have won. And I said, won what? He said, $15,000. And I was like, bite me. And so like I, I stumbled off the stage kind of bitter. Then we went to another bar and we were the 25th peoples that walked into this bar in Long Beach. Well, Charlie was. So he got this big basket of 12 flavored lubes. Okay. Charlie had this bright idea that we should try each of them to figure out what our favorite, because it was like 12 or 15. We had another person with us and we were like, well, we'll try them and then we'll divvy them up and we'll each take home like four or five loops. So we tasted all of them while drinking at a bar, while bar hopping. Did you have a favorite? I don't remember them now. Charlie could probably tell you. Um, I I don't, I no, I, I'm not a fan of, I, I don't think I'm a fan of flavored lubes. I think they just taste off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they cover what you're using it for, but I just think they taste off, off. So we left that bar with our lube in hand. What happened next? <laughs> How long ago was this? In my... Were you Bradford? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, God. I probably would have been about... Yeah, you may not really 28, 29. Okay. I were a really... Um... <laughs> extroverted homosexual 28 or 29 year old what would i do <laughs> extroverted no way <laughs> um so you tasted all the lube charlie by the way charlie piped in and said pineapple was gross so he didn't like pineapple that sounds about right um can you hear the child in the background Yes. He's fine. Um, I don't know. Did you try to like sell them as certified pre-owned lube to the, to the bar patrons? No, but that would have been a good idea. <laughs> um, 
Hey, you're okay. Here's one of them. Okay. Um. Oh my God. I mean, I know you didn't go and like use every one of them that night on like different, different partners. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a feat even for you, I think. Yeah, because I don't like sharing. Right. Well, you know, one one for each partner. Um. Oh my God, I don't know. Am I am I even in the ballpark with any of this? No. So we so we tasted them all. Did you vomit? <laughs> did you add them yeah. to your? Did you add them to a shot? Yeah, we were drunk, and on the way home. I picked up this gay guy that needed a ride home and I was like, I'll take you home. It's on our way. And then we were trying to pass all the like lube off on him. And then, um, then my two friends got out of the car, Charlie and Lance, cause they didn't want to be a part of what was about to happen. I may or may not have used one of the lubes. And then the guy went upstairs and went on his way. We all get back in the car. We all are driving home from Long Beach, and we all had to get out of the car and vomit just everywhere. And then it was that it was that vomit that was so bad that you almost Sadly. wanted to wash it down with more lube, but we didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, Ugh. if you're vomiting up a fruit salad of lube, that can't possibly taste good. Yeah, Charles is like, I could finish this story. I'm sure you could, Charlie. <laughs> It was gross. gross. That's my that's my story. That's disgusting. The adventure. I also I don't know if you remember. I mean, talking about how mischievous I am. Do you remember that that we had that science teacher at Chapel Trapton that um, it may have been Mrs. Brewer. But do you remember she had the half body that you like put the heart and the liver and the stuff in? It's like a, oh yeah yeah. Do you remember it went missing all the time? Was that Miss? Pittman? Was that you? Do you remember it went missing all the time? Yes. I used to go and take it in the boys' bathroom and like stick it in a (laughs) So people unsuspecting would be like, well, well, that's not supposed to be in here. I never knew that. I also used to make out with him, kind of. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, I thought I was gay. I mean, you had to practice somehow. You weren't going to get any at our school. Right. No, for sure not. Okay. That wraps up. Julie's a mess. Now we go into a segment we like to call five questions. But before I do that, I want to remind everybody that I have booked all my guests for the month of July, and I'm super excited. Uh, July on this podcast will be Disney-themed, and I will be having former face characters that I worked with at Disney as my guest each week. So I'm going to have a former Belle. I will have a former ugly stepsister. I will have a former um, Harry Godmother. I'll have a former Aladdin, Prince Ali. So um, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And I don't want anybody to miss out on Rosé All Day for the month of July. Uh, now we are rolling into five questions. Five questions. 
I've told my guests these questions can be about us. They can be about just her, uh, but there will be five questions. There's not a time limit on answering them. The first question I'm going to ask her is, it's kind of a twofold question. Okay. What was one of the things that drew you to me in middle school? Well, by default, we didn't have a choice, right? We were both stuck up in the office. So was Mike, we might as well be friends. But after you got past the part that we had to hang out together, um, you just were like so funny and fun and always had good energy. And I had more fun hanging out after school in the business office than I usually did like in, during the day at school. Like I would look forward to our business office afternoons because I knew we were going to like laugh and make fun of people and, you know, but you just put off a good energy. You got, you have good vibes. So, and has any of that changed in this form for yeah. you? Mm-mm. Have I grown at all in this form for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you're more confident as Julie. Especially now that you have big tatas. Now they hurt. See what the confidence looks they like. They hurt. Yeah, my confidence, but they hurt. We'll give, it a, we'll give it a few weeks and then we'll see how confident you are because I feel like it might be through the roof. Oh, yeah. Which is I good. May be, That's good. I may be washing cars out in the driveway in a thinly draped <laughs> white t-shirt and jean shorts. I look forward to seeing that. Can you imagine? I washed your car for $10. Thank you, baby. Okay. Question number two. You have a full house. Oh, God. And you have gone here. through the ringer once or twice. This past what, year has sucked. What was the motivation to keep you going? Where did you find that? Uh, I have babies that need me. They're, they're, I, okay, so I had a really shitty past year. Um, we won't go into details, but it was worse than just COVID. Um, and I... Um, have been a single mom for a little while and a single mom of three, three-year-olds and a teenager is like not for the pain apart. Um, and there are, I mean, honestly, there've been days where it's like, I really don't even want to get out of bed. I want to just stay in bed and I have to, because I have babies that have to get to school and, you know, be fed and bathed and loved. And so they, they are my motivation they are my motivation to be a better me and to be a good mom. So that that's this one that's standing here pooping as we speak. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I got to spend almost three months with you guys last year through my 45th birthday, yeah. which are really special. And those kids are adorable, but I think y'all both deserve sainthood. <laughs> both of you, Jerry and yourself. You deserve sainthood. Well, okay. Right. We just, you know, you do what you got to do for your kids. And we had kids that needed a place to live and good parents. And so we said yes. So that's all you can do. Okay. Question number three. What is your, what is one of your favorite memories of me? Tennis practice. <laughs> 
You're going to have to elaborate. I <laughs> that was my favorite. That tennis season at school. Well, that was my favorite memory of you as Bradford was tennis practice. When, because the our little perch from the, the office where we used to have to wait was above the tennis courts. And so we would go out every afternoon and watch tennis practice. And it was fantastic in their little white shorts and their little short skirts. And we had a lot to say about that. Please don't wipe that on me. Um, I guess my favorite memory of you as Julie, I have a few just from last summer. Um, one strawberry does not a meal make for those of you who did not know that. It made it. <laughs> it made it make. It made it. They, to preface to preface this story, I was going out that day to meet somebody on a date, and I didn't want to eat a lot. And they said, "Our house is your house. Whatever's in the refrigerator, you can make for breakfast." I said, "Okay." So I ate a strawberry. It was a big one. I ate a really big strawberry. And then I had something to drink. And then I guess probably Lindsay water. Asked, Lindsay asked Jerry later what I what I had. And Jerry goes, I don't know, but I found a wadded up strawberry and a napkin. I said, Well, I didn't eat the the leaf part. And then I didn't feel good that afternoon. And I was like, I don't feel good. And Lindsay goes, What'd you have for breakfast? And I said, A strawberry. A strawberry. One. One strawberry. And then also one of my favorite memories of you from last summer is um, that you brought me Twinkies when I was having a bad day. And we had Twinkies by the pool. <laughs> Lindsay loves her Twinkies. I do. And th those that's her go-to. So I, I knew she was having a bad day, so I brought her some Twinkies. One of my favorite memories just from last year is you taking me back to the hospital and that alligator rolling across the road. Like, I was like, that's what we have here, though. I actually hit that. I would have known earlier that they had roadkill. They ran over some, or they pa passed by some roadkill that was, but it was an alligator. And I was like, well, I mean, that's what we have here. We uh, Charlie said, Charlie says, Lindsay, you're a hero. I'm assuming <laughs> he's talking about all the kids and, and what you're doing. Uh, Blair wants to know what what brought about the adoption process for you guys. Uh, we were foster parents. We decided to hi baby. We decided to um, get certified to foster, and we had two two kids um, before we got our our little girl who we adopted first. So we had two placements first, and then we got our third placement, who is Olivia, um, and she was with us for 17 months before we adopted her. And then the boys are twins. Um, we got the boys when Olivia was six months old and um, we got them all as newborns straight from the hospital. And um, the boys were only supposed to be with us six weeks, but they are now three and they are ours and they are adopted. And, um, but yeah, we just, we, we went into it to, um, to foster. And now we run a circus. Yeah, but that's a great circus, the Bradford Circus. It's, <laughs> it, it's if a, you're not dealing with the littles, you're dealing with Avery Grace. 
Yeah, teenagers are another breed. And wait till these three all hit teens, mm -mm. which is I'm gonna look forward to watching. Oh my god, watching. I'm gonna be so old though. Like I don't even know how I'm gonna. I'm not sure I'm equipped for all that. I'm already. Right, well, you, you can't. I mean, I'll come back and help. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Room back. I'll buy lots of strawberries. Question number. Where are we at? Question. I'd say we're at question number four. Question number four. What What would be your ideal getaway? If money were not an option, where would you want to go? Italy. I've always wanted to go to Italy. And how long would you stay? Forever. <laughs> no, not really. Well. No, um, I mean, I would. I feel like I would stay at least like a month to make sure I saw like all the different parts of Italy because I feel like there's so many different like areas. You know, you have like the Tuscany, which is like the countryside kind of, and then you have like Rome and Venice, and there's just also different. So I would definitely want to make sure I saw the whole thing. So however long you have to stay to see all of Italy, that's where I want to go. I think it's probably a month, month and a half, two months. Yeah. I'll go with you on that trip. Okay. We'll get my we'll get my brand rolling and, and get all these endorsements. And I'll be like, Lindsay and I are going to Italy. That's right. I'm without right. the kids. <laughs> um, let's see. Without the kids, I'll go. You could take me to McDonald's without the kids and I'd be without here. the kids, go to Sonic. You know <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tater tots and raspberry tots. Tots. <laughs> uh, let's see. Question number What's one thing about me that you envied, whether it be from Brad's pastor from Julie's current what's That's something terrible. about me that your like ability to just not meet a stranger you know like to talk to people then it's like you've known them all your life I'm not as outgoing as you are and that, that's one of the things that I wish I was you know I was better at I guess is being more um outgoing and like you're you could talk to the person sitting at the bar at the airport and make a friend you know what I mean and I'm not like that. So that's just one way that I wish I was more like you. Blair is asking me how the pain level is. On a scale of one to 10, if I don't move around a lot, like a seven, but I'm on some really good drugs. I mean, so good that I went to the casino this afternoon and I blacked out more than the blackjack table. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it hurts. It feels, and they're firm. They're really firm, but that could be because of all the padding and the implant. It hurts. It hurts when I'm, I'm a stomach sleeper. So to not be able to roll over on my stomach, that's a little uncomfortable. Um, thanks for asking, Blair. How so, long do um, you have to be up, upright? I know you have to be kind of like, yeah, you can't be flat on your back. You have to lean yeah. back. Yeah. And prop yourself up. I realized I don't have enough pillows. So for anybody that wants to buy me some pillows off of Amazon, go to justjulie.com, click on the merch or connect page, find my Amazon wish list, and buy this girl some pillows because she needs more. Yeah, it's just, oh, I'm not complaining. 
I can't wait. They are warm to the touch. I hope that doesn't mean I have an infection. When do you go back? On the 6th. Oh, that's a long time. Two weeks. I just remember my, when Jerry had um, her reduction, she lived in a recliner for about two weeks. And she, I mean, she just, she only got up to go to the bathroom. I waited on her hand and foot. Well, you know me, I got to a good wife. You know me, I got to get up and go, get up and go. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to do it the healthy way though. I'm not putting a lot of. Yeah, but you went to the mall today. Isn't that what you I said? I didn't go to the mall. I went to a casino. You the can casino. sit well, that's at casinos. Almost just as bad. I have to relocate because I have to plug in. My Look, phone. I'm I'm fishing. I'm gonna get me a boyfriend or a husband if it kills me. <laughs> do you say I do? She's dead. Okay, well it was good while it lasted. Um. Okay, so now you get to tell us. Wait, Charlie says if it's still fresh. So pain and warm to be expected. Yeah, I already I already wore a t-shirt last night to go to bed in and it drained and I got freaked out. So I called my doctor and they're like, that's normal. That's normal. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> what now tell us about what you're up to right now. What's going on in your life? Um, so tell us about I you. have left my job after 15 years. Um, to move into a new career path. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, I would, I have been a, I ha I've worked in the department of education for the state of Louisiana for 15 years and, um, just decided that it wasn't a place I wanted to work anymore. So I have actually been taking some time off since the beginning of May and it has been awesome. And uh, I start back in the world of disaster recovery here in the next couple of weeks. And the good thing is, well, there's a couple of good things. It's that I already have done disaster recovery work in the past before I went to the state. And um, so I do have experience and um, it pays a lot better. <laughs> so I will... Um, I will be working 100% from home, making a lot more money, and that is all right with me. Because you like staying at home. I love it. I didn't realize that I was such a homebody until we had to stay home. And, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not like a hermit, you know. I go out in public. I have friends. <laughs> we do dinner and lunch and stuff. But as far as, like, going to an office and having to socialize with people I don't really like every day, I'm, I am okay staying home. Blair, Blair wants to know what does disaster recovery include? Um, so where, where does Blair live? Blair is in Tampa. Okay. So Blair is probably familiar with hurricanes and all the good things that come along with those. So disaster recovery work, um, case management, which is what I'll be doing is basically, um, we are FEMA, the, the company that I work for is a FEMA contractor. And so we do the work on the ground as far as like 
um, ensuring that homeowners get um, rent assistance if they need it or, um, you know, we help pay for like renovations if their home has suffered a lot of damage. Um, there's also a public assistance side where um, uh, you, you work to help rebuild schools, rebuild, you know, public places, you know, public school systems. Um, I used to work with a guy whose entire job was working the project, we call it project worksheets, for the Superdome after Katrina. That was his entire job. So he was the one responsible for making sure that all the funds were distributed appropriately to get the Superdome back functional after Katrina. Um, so it's basically just making sure the money gets to the right people and that it's it's spent appropriately. It's as exciting as it sounds, but there's a lot of job security for disaster recovery in Louisiana. So you can always count on a hurricane or, or a flood coming through here. I think last, I mean, last time you were here, we had five hurricanes last yeah. year. So, um, yeah, that's what we do. We Blair, I'm circling back. Blair wants to know what happened to my future husband. Former oh, same. Future husband. He's still in the picture. He's just in Georgia and I'm in Nebraska. And if I end up staying in Nebraska for the whole thing that I can't talk about, um, then maybe you'll move up here, but I'm a girl with needs. So I like to have options later. Understandable. Um, let's say, let's see, let's see. Lara's saying that sounds fulfilling. I'm just reading the comments in here. Okay. Um, we have been doing really well cause we're only at the six. 40 mark of the show. And usually when I ask this question of you, it's uh, usually coming up on Tinto. But the question is, this is the part of the show where you get to ask me anything about my medical journey or history that you were confused about, or you just wondered and you never knew how to approach it. Now is the time for you to do so because there's time on the table. You could ask. I feel like I'm disqualified from this. Huh? I feel like I'm disqualified from this. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because I don't have it. Because I understand it. I mean, I spent a summer with you last summer, and I, I know. I, I know. Get it. I get it. Um. Hmm. Let me think if there was anything that I didn't ever ask you or that we didn't ever talk about. Um. It can be even something that maybe your mother asked me about me and you're the middleman. I, it can be any question. No, honestly, my parents, who are a lot like your parents, um, I was explaining it to them and they were fascinated. Honestly, they just thought that was, um, they, they're they happy for you. They are, you know, for them, it's kind of like, you know, because um, you just, it's, it's, the reason that you advocate for it is because it's not talked about a whole lot. And so, um, yeah, no, they were, they were very interested in, in your story. So, um, but most of their questions I could answer. Um, let me think. Hmm. 
Um, I guess the uh, the part that always kind of trips me up is the part, um, you know, like when you were born and when you were a child, like how much did your parents know, you know, and how much, how much of it was like a decision that they made with the doctors that you would yeah. be a boy. So um, for me, and if they knew like more as you were growing up, if they knew that this was a thing that you were dealing with or if they just called you a boy and went with it. Yeah. So when I came out, the, my dad has said later on that he didn't understand the comment the doctor made, but it was 1975 in Alabama. And the doctor just said, well, it's really tiny, but it's a penis. So you have a boy. And then everything that my parents witnessed adolescent with me, right? Slow to walk, slow to talk, ADHD, some autistic features. There weren't words for those back in the 70s. And anytime they did go and approach a doctor and say, should we be concerned that he slept for 18 hours without getting up? The doctor would say no. Parents would die to have their babies sleep 18, 19 hours. There's nothing wrong with them. And so my parents, I always tell people my parents have always been in the exact same storm, but they're in different boats. So we've all been kind of, I don't want to say blindsided, but we all kind of, even at 17, we're like, what? You know, and for the doctor at 17 to say, it's a miracle that he's here. He should have been aborted. But that information wasn't available to my parents. And my parents are two well-educated professors in their own rights and have worked at many universities and colleges across this country. And they just didn't know. They didn't know. Yeah. And so um, they, they didn't know. But that's why it's important for and you even me. I meet couples now through advocacy work that weren't exactly told black and white that that's what their kid was going through. And it's sad. And that's why I say anybody born into a vessel that exhibits like that, you should allow that vessel to grow. And if comes a time when there's a medical need, you sit down with them and say, this is what's been going on, but it's your vessel. We're not going to be here forever. So what do you want to do with your vessel? So what do you do with that, though, in the meantime? Like, so they are they are born and they're tiny little babies who can't make decisions like that. And you have to like, you know, the world has become so gender specific. Like you have to assign them a name. Right. So do you call them? You know, how do you assign a name to a child who isn't you're uncertain about their their gender? I personally would give them a name that's unisex, like Ashley or Terry or something like that. But um, I always laugh when young parents freak out about it. I'm like, it's not like you're ripping their plants off and parading them around the sandbox. Like, you're going to protect them on some level at that level. And when they're old enough to go through puberty and the changes start to come and maybe some of the medical starts to surface, then you all get to sit down and have that conversation. But 
It's surprising to me the amount of unnecessary surgeries that go on daily on people that are born with ambiguous candy or, and then they don't, it's not like they're doing an MRI or an MRA of the baby at birth. So they may be a lot older before they find out that they're Payas or Swires or Turners or anything that falls under that intersex umbrella. Right. I think the harm comes in doing those unnecessary surgeries at birth. And then what happens when your kid grows up and says, I don't feel like a female, but you made damn sure at birth that I had to be a female. And I think you have to be really careful with that too, because I mean, I have little, little ones, right. And it's very obvious even they're three now, but like, even when they were younger, it was very obvious that Olivia was, was driven towards things that were pink and sparkly. Right. Um, and, and in our house, we don't push towards anything. You know what I mean? We, we just don't, we have all the toys and they can play with all the things, whatever they want. But she was, she was geared towards things that were pink and sparkly. My boys are all about construction vehicles and school buses and garbage trucks, right? Like that's what they like. Um, but I still think that even if you see them kind of leaning in those directions, like even as little toddlers, it's still too early to say, oh, you like things that are pink, you're a girl. Because that's not always gonna be accurate. You know, ask any drag queen, like they, they're grown ups and they like pink and sparkly things. Right. It doesn't mean they're a girl, right? So I just, I, I think it's hard because as a parent, you want to like, you know, you, you want your child to, to be, I don't want to say like all the other kids and you, you know, you don't really want your child to stand out for, you know, strange reasons, but at the same time, like you have to, you have to let them grow. So it's kind of a tricky situation for parents to be in, I think for sure. Especially in 1975 in Alabama. Yeah. Um, Blair has a question. I haven't heard about it. I'll repeat it to you because we're doing well on time. She says, have either one of you heard about the MasterCard credit card's true name? Which I have not heard anything about this. Have you? No. And she says, and what that means is to people with legal identification issues presenting as one way as one way. Oh, I think I have heard about legal this. name offer. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm trying to. Yeah, I think they let you put your, like, they would let you put Julie on a credit card before you had, like, before you were you had like identification or whatever. I think that's right. I feel like I read something about that. Interesting. I don't have any money to put on a credit card, so <laughs> that's not going to be something I'm doing, but. No, but I think I'm thinking of the, of that, if the right thing, like they let you, um, they would let you put your, I don't know what you call that. I know the other one is your dead name, but they let you put your. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I call Brad, I call let people call me Bradford all the time. And they're like, why it's your dead name. And I'm like, I'm not trans. So the dead name trend doesn't fit for me. I call you. I, I see. I didn't even know you was Bradford. You you were just Brad in middle school. And now and she called me. And then you grew up and became this like celebrity type person who was singing and dancing and acting and 
all the things and then you became Bradford and I was like, oh, he's fancy now. <laughs> and then we reconnected and you learned about Julie. And then I think the other day you said my new nickname is Strawberry. Strawberry, one, but just one. But just one. <laughs> because two would just be too much. I mean, how big do you think my stomach is? I mean, I think it's big enough for two strawberries. I mean, I had a strawberry and then I got protein later on in the day, if that counts. Oh, Jesus. And then I had to I like... Remember. Remember, I remember. y'all put that tracker on my phone. We That's did. a story. Mama Jerry was like, Julie, if you're staying in this house, we're putting a tracker on your phone. <laughs> and I was like, That's I'm 45. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't matter. I don't. Tr it's not because we don't trust you. It's because we don't trust those people out there. Well, true. I get it. But Jerry was like, the trackers on your phone will we'll know where you are at all times. It's and, not like, a, and it's not a creepy tracker. It's just mm -mm. Life360 app. It <laughs> literally, literally, Jerry's <laughs> like, she's in the upstairs bathroom. <laughs> she's in the kitchen. No, it only. She's out by the pool making TikToks. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of guys you went out with that were sketch so yes i agree <laughs> I had to, you know you like the mama bears i warned you ahead of time you did have you did have fair warning that we were going to be mama bears so i agree i agreed <laughs> i agreed there were some sketchers oh man all you had to do was tell me where they lived and i was like oh dear lord just let her come home in peace. <laughs> Could you imagine me calling um, Gauthier and being like, uh, can you leave Bed Bath & Beyond and get me home? <laughs> that would be great. He's in a lot of my pictures. He's on one of my dating apps. It says, dating me would look like this. And it's the birth birthday picture of us with champagne on our hands. And people will be like, is that your brother? And I'm like, No. Oh, that's boyfriend. maybe. <laughs> maybe it's my boyfriend. Maybe. Maybe. In another world. <laughs> well, we have 10 minutes left of our show. Is there anything that anybody wants to talk about? My boobs itch. But they feel, I mean, they feel. Like 20-year-old boobs? Uh, they feel... They're firm and they're, they're ouch. I shouldn't have done that, but they're firm. I'm loving life. <laughs> well, I mean, wait till you see them in person. I'm loving life. Look, I'm loving, this is the thing that they make you wear. Yeah, those are sexy. I don't want to push on them, but I mean, we talked about this all last summer. Lindsay. We did. We did. Well, because Derry had been through it. Well, the opposite, the opposite of it. She had a reduction, but she, you know, she wore the, that, the sexy surgery bra and all the things, but I think she got to take hers off after I think three days. They, they said, wait three days and then she could take it off and um, shower. I was told three days I could take the bandaging off mm -hmm. and shower, but I'd have to rebandage it and then put the bra back on. They were like, keep that bra on. Yes. That's your new best friend, that bra. 
until, until Dr. Until Dr. Perry tells you to take it off. Yeah, even after she was mostly healed, she still wore it just for like, you know, the support and the, because it felt secure, I guess. Blair, I agree. I'm going to need new clothing. I can't, funk. I mean, but I'm not making any money. So I'm going to be doing the bedrock shit and wearing like halter top t-shirts that cover both nipples. And <laughs> maybe I'll just wear, maybe I'll just wear pasties. Don't do that. Put some, put some, um, do you know what size you are? Shirt wise? Well, no, boob wise. Boob wise, I'm a 38D. Okay. So you go into your Amazon cart and you put some 38D bathing suit tops in it and let people send them to you. Look at the size chart and pick which one is the right size and throw them in the cart. That's where I get all my bathing suits. True. I have two bathing suits, but I'm just, they're very sexy. You just got new boobs. Show that shit off. Why would you not? I know, but I'm just saying I got to wait until I can, I got to wait until I can get out of this. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They itch. Does that mean they're growing at the itch? That means they're healing, I think. No, I don't think they're growing. I think that's just the the wounds. I feel like I'm going to be playing with them all the time for like the next month. God. I always, well, this is way too much information. <laughs> I always felt like, so when you have the, I don't know how they did yours, but when you have the reduction, they do what's called an anchor cut. Yeah. They come up the middle and then they go all the way around the areola. And then they basically take off your nipple and make your boob smaller and then sew your nipple back on. And um, I was always really afraid that I was like, so this time play with it too much, like it was going to come off. Right. This time they did the lollipop on me. So I'll show you what they did. They, um, cause they were down here kind of. Mm -hmm. So they, they go up. You can kind of see an, nipple right there so they go up like a lollipop and then trace around the nipple mm -hmm. and then take the nipple off mm -hmm. and then slide the nipple up i i can already tell they're not this high my nipple's like not right there but they move the nipple up because that gives you the lift and then they go and put the implant behind the muscle mm -hmm. which is why i'm so tense and tore and sore and I told him I wanted cleavage. I'm not going to press on them now, but I want them to be able to go together in a really sexy evening gown and not wear a bra. Must be nice. They hurt. They do hurt. <laughs> I mean, I do feel the pressure. I've never been able to not wear a bra. The only um, time in my whole life I could not that I did not wear a bra was my wedding day. My friend said that I should start selling raffle tickets on my website. $5 a pop for a raffle ticket to be the first to hold them once they're free, once they're free of all <laughs> medical things. And they were like, that way you would have a bit, you would have a lot of money, $5 a raffle ticket. But they'd have to pay their own travel expenses to get to you. Duh, duh. <laughs> but you can buy as many tickets as you want. There you go. Blair, do you like that idea? 
and raffle off the first touch. Okay, so guys, we are right up on 6.56. I'm calling it. Normally, it's an hour show, um, but we did. We had fun this week and um, going to stay with Lindsay in the studio for a few minutes to catch up, but we're going to go ahead and end the broadcast now, and thank you for joining us. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. When you subscribe to the YouTube channel, make sure you're hitting the gold bell up at the top. That'll give you notifications whenever I'm going live. It'll give you some perks to just being a follower. And uh, touching is icky. Oh, she said no. No touching. (laughs) I got to make money, Blair. I got to make money. Anyway, um, join us. I have a Patreon account that you can join if you want to support this webcast and blog every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel of Just Julie. Thanks again for joining us. Lindsay, thank you for being a part of it. And we will talk to you all next time. For more content, follow JustJulie.com. That's just Julie, J-U-L-E-I-G-H.com. Thank you to our guests and thank you for joining us this evening. Join us next week as Julie tries a different rosé.